If there's one thing we've learned on Cancelled, it's that fame is a fickle game. Celebrities can go from flavor of the month to persona non grata within minutes, thanks to social media and a general shift towards more progressive views on accountability and responsibility. A little something the dog whistlers among us call wokeism. Even under all this extra scrutiny, most stars tend to fall into two camps. Those who are loved and or respected by almost everyone, think Adele and Beyonce, Bantu Gate and Black is King Gate be damned, in the other more destitute camp lives those famous faces who the whole world seems to hate. Mean-spirited memes, digital and physical eye rolls, cutting comments in pubs, workplaces and living rooms across the globe. These celebs get all the smoke, a phenomenon that can be remarkable to witness, especially if you hate the recipient, but must be devastating to experience directly. Few famous media and entertainment folk are as entrenched in this camp of public hatred as Mr. James Kimberly Corden. Now, as an impartial series, we wouldn't dream of personally commenting on Corden's character. So instead, we'll provide you with some insight into events that may explain why some people, read most, can't stand the comedian. People like former vice journalist Angus Harrison. In his 2017 article, subtly titled, So You Don't Like James Corden, A Guide for Americans, Harrison wrote, quote, James Corden is not a sweet boy. He is a professional dickhead who makes money pretending to be adorable. End quote. Tell us how you really feel, Angus. Fast forward five years, and Brits, Americans, and no doubt other concerned nationalities once again find themselves uniting in the name of anti-Cordonism after he was publicly criticised by London-born restaurateur Keith McNally for his humorless treatment of staff at McNally's New York brasserie, Balthazar. But before we get into the weeds of this mega-drama, let us briefly explore the life and times of Mr. Corden. Welcome to Cancelled. I'm your host, Leah, and this is the show where we look back at some of the biggest and most bizarre attempts to cancel people, corporations and even countries. You may think the subjects of our very rigorous and academic study deserve public disdain. You may think it's all a gross injustice, but it doesn't matter, because all of them were judged in the court of public opinion and ultimately cancelled. The London-born former stage school kid got his big break in 2000 on the British TV drama Fat Friends. It was there that Corden met Ruth Jones, who co-wrote and co-starred in his most famous comedic work, Gavin and Stacey, between 2007 and 2010. It's hard to convey how pervasive this BBC sitcom was in UK naughties culture to people unfamiliar. It was like the UK's friends, but less cosy chai lattes in Central Perk, more rain-filled family caravan trip to South Wales. It won a ton of awards, broke Christmas TV viewing records in the UK and spurned more spin-offs than power. However, a closer look at the show through 2022 goggles reveals some big issues with Corden and Jones's brand of comedy. Like the fact that the hilarious pair gave Gavin and Stacey the same surnames as UK serial killers Harold Shipman and Fred West. Other questionable character descriptors include Chinese Allen, played by a white Englishman, and Seth the Blackfella, how titillating. And then there's Corden's character, Smithy, a man in his late 20s who brags about his 17-year-old girlfriend and embodies almost every stereotype aimed at plus-sized people. But hindsight is 2020. 
Back in the 2010s, Smithy was in high demand, with Corden regularly donning his character's staple sagging jeans and too tight polo shirt for charity telethons. Beyond Gavin and Stacey, his career fared less favorably at the time. Do you remember lesbian vampire killers? Me either. Then, just when it seemed that the UK had grown weary of Corden's special brand of comedy, laddish, adolescent, excessively self-deprecating, especially when it comes to his weight, he goes and smashes the lead role in the critically acclaimed 2011 play, One Man, Two Governors. When the play opened in Broadway a year later, the New York Daily News asked in its review, can we keep James Corden in New York for good? Be careful what you wish for. If you're looking for a smoking gun, I can absolutely guarantee you, you will not find it. In October 2001, a series of letters filled with a deadly powder called anthrax were dropped into the U.S. mail system. What started as an unprecedented case turned into an unsettling mystery. Who sent these deadly letters and why? From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, I'm Josh Dean, and this is Cover Up Season 4, The Anthrax Threat. Available now. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We're a new show breaking down the anime and pop culture news you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't, right? Hold it in, hold it. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) And we agree on some things, but not on everything. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. Listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. It takes just two years for the comedian come actor to bag one of the top US TV gigs as the host of The Late Late Show. At the time, CBS Entertainment chairman Nina Tassler described the funny man as, quote, a rare entertainment force who combines irresistible charm, warmth and originality with a diverse range of creative instincts and performance talent. She goes on to declare that Corden is loved and respected in every medium he touches, end quote. Now, Before you throw your listening device on the floor, let's consider Carpool Karaoke, the widely popular segment of Corden's show that sees him cruise around in a Range Rover with a big-name music artist singing along to their songs. The YouTube clip of his ride along with Adele attracted 42 million views in its first five days, while his Liverpool special with Sir Paul McCartney beat Beyonce's game-changing Coachella documentary Homecoming to take home a Primetime Emmy Award in 2019. James Corden, besting the Beyonce. We'll leave that one there. In 2020, Corden's halo got another buff after it was announced that he will continue to pay the salaries of around 60 workers on his show who were furloughed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. A likely small dent in his reported $9 million a year salary, but a humongous boost for brand Corden. The same brand that came crashing down around his ears thanks to the foodie mogul, Mr. McNally. On the 17th of October, 2022, folks on Twitter were alerted to a jaw-dropping IG post by McNally calling Corden, quote, the most abusive customer, end quote, in Balthazar's, his uber-popular French restaurant in 25 years. 
Quote, James Corden is a hugely gifted comedian, but a tiny cretin of the man, reads McNally's opening line, which is all the more impressive a read given his choice of a photo. An incredibly low-res, ultra-close-up of James Corden, mouth-parted, upper gnashes on full show. The shade of it all. McNally then goes on to confirm that he's banned Corden from his restaurant and shares two alleged incidents to showcase how terrible the star is. Incident number one. Corden finds a hair in his food. He calls the manager over and rips into them, despite the manager being very apologetic. He demands that the manager remove the drinks from his table's bill and bring them another round of drinks immediately or he'll give them a bad Yelp review. Incident two. Corden gets shirty with his server after his wife's egg yolk omelette has a bit of egg white mixed in. When the replacement dish isn't what he wanted, he belittles the server and suggests he'd do a better job. One correct dish and free champagne for the table later, and Corden is a much happier man, although he's still snarky with the server. Click share, start drama. As McNally's post went viral, something miraculous happened. Instead of supporting or downplaying this wealthy white man's celebrity behavior, folk from all corners of social media united to kick him all the way down. Many in McNally's comments came for Corden's talent. Generous of you to call him a comedian, let alone a hugely gifted one, at Roger C.R. Manston wrote on IG. Some Brits expressed apprehension about the impact of Corden's seemingly guaranteed cancellation. Sweet Jesus, please don't upset him. We do not want him back in the UK, screamed at MYO Hair. Sections of the online foodie community couldn't get past his wife's order. James Corden's wife ordering an egg yolk omelette with Gruyere is the kind of Hollywood decadence we all suspect is happening but rarely see exposed like this, tweeted at Tom Gara. There are a few who tried to fat shame Corden and were fortunately shut down by other, more measured critics. One for humanity. The next day, McNally posted another grainy shot of Corden, this time looking serious or pensive. It's hard to tell, with a caption confirming that the newly revealed Mr. Grinch had apologized. Perhaps McNally had grown in generosity over the past 24 hours. Maybe he was nervous about the intense internet pileup aimed at Corden. Whatever the reason, he declares Corden's ban lifted. You may have heard of the podcast Juicy Scoop. Wondered what it is? Why aren't you listening? Well, I'm its host. Created it, been doing it for seven years. I'm Heather McDonald of Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald. Now, I could tell you why you should be listening to my show, but my listeners wanted to write the ad for me, and here are some of the things they said. Not your regular Juicy podcast. Catch up on all the juicy topics from Hollywood and pop culture to true crime and beyond. Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop always has great guests, great laughs, and great gossip. It's a comedian's take on the hottest headlines. Juicy Scoop is the pop culture news you want to hear. No BS, no filter, no filler. Raw, real, and in the moment. Throw in the hilarity of amazing comedians that you'll instantly be obsessed with, a juicy crime story, and a dash of normal life in L.A. moments, and you've got yourself an amazing week of Juicy Scoop. Two episodes every week, every Tuesday and Thursday. It will never let you down. We all have questions that keep us up at night. The self-help industry tells us they have answers. As a journalist and a skeptic, I'm not so sure. So I've set out to talk to people who have gone to radical lengths to find answers. I'm Katherine Rowland. From Something Else and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Seeking. 
On season one, we're diving deep into the portal of plant medicine and psychedelics. Listen to Seeking wherever you get your podcasts. Unfortunately, not even McNally's self-deprecating white flag waving could stop the baying anti-cordon mob. They had plenty of receipts on the former Mr. Nice Guy's rude behavior going back years. Like the time he made a string of Harvey Weinstein jokes, which mostly punched down at his survivors at the 2017 AIDS charity gala, just days after stories of Weinstein's inappropriate behavior towards women hit the press. Corden swiftly apologized, but not before allegations of his close friendship with Weinstein made the rounds. All the numerous allegations of Corden's obnoxious behavior towards audience members and staff working on a league of their own and the Late Late Show shared on Reddit and TripAdvisor. Quote, as fake and entitled as they come, end quote, concluded one annoyed audience member. Hmm, there seems to be a pattern emerging, but I can't quite work out what it is. Or his acceptance speech for the Audience Award at the 2008 BAFTA TV Awards, one of two he took home that night for Gavin and Stacey, in which he questions how the show could pick up awards for Best Comedy Performance and Programme of the Year, but not be eligible for Best Sitcom as the audience looked on in stunned silence. Even Corden has acknowledged his previous, quote, ungracious, ungrateful, and brattish, end quote, behavior. According to him, his prima donna ways were so bad during his Gavin and Stacey days that his seemingly mild-mannered Gavin and Stacey co-star Rob Brydon had to pull him up on it. Sadly, this level of self-awareness, much like his manners, seemed to have abandoned Corden. Days after McNally's follow-up IG post, Corden tells a New York Times journalist that he hasn't done anything wrong, quote, on any level, end quote, so it doesn't seem why he would get cancelled. Quote, I think it's all beneath us. It's beneath you. It's certainly beneath your publication, end quote. Clearly, the irony of Corden becoming indignant about allegations of him behaving indignantly is lost on him. Meanwhile, his suggestion that McNally's scenarios were made up gets the restaurateur's goat. McNally posts another low-res photo of Corden on IG with the caption headline, The Storm in a Restaurant Teacup. He writes, quote, I've no wish to kick a man when he's down, end quote. Before doing just that, he refutes Corden's denial of the incidents and states his firm belief in his staff. He continues, quote, if the supremely talented actor wants to retrieve the respect he has from all his fans, all four of them, before this incident, he should at least admit he did wrong, end quote. And if Corden apologizes to the two servers he was rude to, well, McNally will give him free meals for the next 10 years. So what's a seasoned entertainer to do? Take to the stage, of course. Corden uses the opening monologue segment of his show to address the rumors. He shares his take on the egg white omelet gates, his wife was given food she was allergic to. He admits to, and regrets, the sarcastic and rude comment he made to the restaurant staff. So much for not having done anything wrong on any level. He expresses his solidarity and admiration for hospitality workers. Hell, he's done that work too. And his love for Balthazar. He admits that he was wrong to walk around thinking he dealt with the matter well because he didn't shout, scream, get out of his seat, or call anyone any derogatory names. Hey Siri, how do you accept accountability without actually accepting accountability? While the judges of social media were largely unmoved by Corden's new displayed contriteness, McNally was well and truly over the drama. In an IG post headlined, Last Word, 
He described Corden as, quote, a real man, end quote, for his TV apology, and replaces Corden's Balthazar ban with one on himself. The end. Almost. Thanks to his new Amazon Prime show Mammals and recent resignation from The Late Late Show, Corden continues to be a hot media topic. Reviews of Mammals were mixed, but the publicly expressed negative views of Corden remain as loud as ever. Quote, James Corden is a loutish man-baby, end quote, read the headline for The Guardian's review. Side note, Corden plays a cuckolded chef in the black comedy. The jokes really do write themselves sometimes. Entertainment Daily UK was a bit more encouraging. Quote, is it worth watching if you can't stand James Corden? End quote. Damn, even Salt Bay wouldn't drop that much condiment in the wound. More recently, Corden has come under fire for allegedly stealing one of Ricky Gervais's jokes. He's since apologised for using the gag without permission and was declared the loser's prize ahead of the England versus USA World Cup game. Can't this man catch a break? Not really. Certainly not with his haters poised, draft social media posts at the ready, waiting for his next mess up. But is he truly cancelled? Of course not. Because even in that dark and dreary place where the most hated celebrities call home, there exists a hierarchy that favours the white, male, heterosexual, non-disabled and wealthy. A place where even someone as unpopular as Corden is king. This episode was written by Anique Simpson. This is a Broccoli production. 